Life is full of ifs. But if you want to cash flow like a pro and get paid up to two days early, safeguard against surprises and supercharge your savings, Regions Life Banking makes it possible. Regions Bank embrace the if in life. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank, Brave the Beginning, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. And greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to another hopefully award-winning edition of Gwinnett Business Radio here on Business Radio X. I am your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian, with our producer, Dan, and with my fantastic co-host, Harper LaBelle. We had Mike Salmon do the introduction again today. So what's going on? I, I, I like Mike. I love Mike. Which and, one is it? Do you like him or you uh, love him? It's kind of halfway in between. Okay. And he did great. But like I, really, really the like previous him? previous voice, I, I really like that one. I think we should go with that a little more. Did Was that Mike's decision or was that I think Dan's he did decision? a take two. He goes, yeah, Stephen yeah. Harper were kind of giving me a hard time yeah. on the intro, so I'm going to redo it. He just wanted to remind I us. I think he's forcing it right now. He's boss. forcing people to like him. Yeah, we are very excited to have our guests here. Before we get to them, I do want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio does come to you live from the Gas South District and Convention Center here in Duluth, Georgia, and we are coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios, and we are brought to you by Regions Bank, and we will talk more about them at the end of the show. Has all the paint dried here in all the wallpaper? I you believe know, so, the, yeah. Because it's, everything around here is brand new. It's fantastic. The Gas yeah. South uh, District Convention Center, if you haven't checked it out, you need to come check it out. I mean, I have eat, to a, eat at Proof of the Pudding, put d- on a dust show Dust my here. feet off before I come in here, because it's everything's so clean and, and nice and... Yeah, they make you There's no spider webs in the corner. Kick your shoes at the yeah, door before yeah, you, you do. Yeah, <laughs> before all that you good come stuff. In. All right, so we are really here to hear from our guests. Uh, I know that's why all of you guys are listening, so let's get to it. We are thrilled and honored to have Claire Dees and Laura Vladek here from the Spectrum Autism Support Group. Claire, Laura, welcome to the studio. Thank you. We love having this opportunity today. Yeah. Thank you, Stephen. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So the Spectrum Autism Support Group, you guys tell me what that is and what you guys do. So I just want to say that it's my passion, what I do, so I'll try not to overtalk, but Spectrum Autism Support Group is a support group for parents and individuals with autism in the Gwinnett and surrounding areas, and we serve about 1,800 to 2,000 individuals with autism each year with our support groups, camps, respite, family events, we do social skills groups, and we do a lot of community education and training. And Claire, you are the executive director, and Laura, you're the assistant director. And Claire, I I believe the question of kind of how it started definitely needs to go to you because you are kind of the founder of of this support group. So how did Spectrum Spectrum, Spectrum Autism Support Group, I should slow down, I'm excited to talk about this topic, how did it all get started? So 25 years ago, there was a single mom that went to Gwinnett County Public Schools and said, I am struggling as a single parent, I need support. Why is there no support group? Can the school start something? And the director of the autism program at the time had become very good friends with me because I had a child with a lot of challenges with autism. And we had become partners um, working through the school together. So she said, um, I think that's a great idea to have a parent support group. But I don't think the school should run a parent support group. I think parents should. 
And the mom said, I'm a single mom. There's no way I could do this by myself. And she said, I know a mom who might be willing to help you. And she connected us. And when I met with her, she had a business plan, a notebook. She had the vision for the whole group, what it would look like and how to run it. And I have a business background. So for me, seeing that business plan, I'm like, I'm in. I can help. My child is 10. Maybe I can help other people from my experience now. And just let me do things in the background. I'll do a newsletter, I'll do the name tags, I will get the childcare set up. Just don't put me in front of people to speak and I'll be good. So that mom um, and I planned the first meeting, free pizza. We were gonna have a planned meeting just to figure out what do people want. Over a hundred people showed up for the first meeting. So no doubt there was need for support in Gwinnett County. And then people started talking about what they needed. They needed more than just a support group meeting. They needed family events, judgment-free, where you can come out and not feel like people are judging you because of your child's behavior. And then um, educational topics to help them live the lives they needed to with you know more quality of life and meaning. And so we started with that, with family events and with monthly meetings. And then people said, we need summer programs. We need after school. We have no respite, and I'm thinking, we may need to fill in these gaps in the community and do more than just support. The other mom moved on to other things. She um, had a challenging child, as I did, and our children really weren't able to benefit from the programs that we offer, but we were able to benefit from Sugarloaf Country Club's fundraising that they do each year. A mom in our group was very involved in their women's club, and they chose us. First time, we got $45,000 check and we were able to go forward with our camp program. We had become a 501c3 so that we could raise money, and I always give them credit because without that starting money, we would not have the programs we have now, and now we do lots more. So, so that's a great segue. Claire, great story, great segue. Laura, let me kick it over to you. And so Claire kind of talked about the beginning and talked about some of the key first investments and some of the key first meetings. Let me let uh, let me let you answer without ta- and I'm sure you could talk for 20 minutes straight on this, but can you give us a picture of kind of what Spectrum uh, Autism Support Group looks like now? Kind of the breadth of all the different gaps you've you've been able to kind of fill in or or participate in at this point. It's quite incredible. I started with Spectrum with my son who was four when he was diagnosed, and we did the fishing day, which he absolutely loved. And that's how I originally had met Claire. And fast forward, um, my kids going off to high school, I was starting to look for a position, and Claire hired me. And I am amazed um, how much extra things that um, Spectrum provides now. And um, we have a new property, which I know that um, Claire probably wants to talk about. And uh, But we do the family days, fishing, swimming, Um, mom's day out, you know, these kind of things are very special for families. And um, um, there's just so much that we do. So there so now the kind of is the linchpin still the monthly meeting that kind of started it all as as the support group that uh, which had been taking place in one of the local churches, but now is taking place in the in the new building, which I'm going to ask you to I'm going to give you a radio term. Let's tease that out. Let's let's not talk about that for for a couple more minutes. But so the support group is still the linchpin. But then is is it then those are surrounded by these events and other smaller groups? Kind of what's the structure at this point? So um, our core program is our monthly support groups, and we meet the first Thursday of each month. We have breakout sessions because with over a hundred people at a meeting. That's a lot of people who sit in one room and get to meet people and talk. So we break the groups out. Parents of preschool-age children, 
parents of school-age children, parents of adults on the spectrum. We have a group in Spanish only, a dad's group, and a grandparent's group. And we also have a support group for adults on the spectrum um, that's super active, that group, and they meet multiple times a month. So social skills is the lifelong learning issue for people with autism, and it impacts so many areas of your life, employment and friendships and happiness, really. Uh, and so we focus on that in all of our programs. We're not teaching academic skills or doing therapy, so it's all about social skills. So we have social skills groups, clubs. We have a drama club. We have a Lego robotics club. We have a new drum circle club. We have adult social groups where they have game nights. Um, they go to movies, and they do a lot of activities in the community. One of my favorite new programs is our table talk. And it's not exactly a support group. It's almost like speed dating, but it's to make a friend using that model. And that's once a month. And we fill it up every month with people on a wait list for that program. So um, we also have some virtual support groups. So we do one for persons of color called Mocha Matters, and it meets once a month. And we also have a program for neurodiverse couples, for people who are maybe married to someone who's on the spectrum or who has some suspected autistic traits, and they're struggling maybe with relationship, um, communication, family issues. And we started during COVID, started it virtual, and it's oh, it has a worldwide reach now, which is amazing to me. We also had a transition academy, which was fantastic after my own heart, since my son was a senior this past year, try to launch them into adulthood. And that was hugely successful, and I believe we'll be continuing that program moving forward. Camps is the other thing we have. Um, that's our largest program, our summer camp, six weeks a day camp, three weekend overnights, a week-long overnight, and then a family camp coming up Labor Day weekend. Steve that family camp is so fun. Very, very fun. Stephen, it's a shame there's nothing going on at Spectrum you know, right now. I wish isn't they'd it? do more. Oh, gosh, gracious. When you started, Claire, you said 25 years ago, so a quarter of a century ago. <laughs> yes, I'm old. And I'm, I'm that, old, yes. But I'm saying that with all due respect and that I don't think there was the same amount of books and resource information when you started. Was it basically just with the business plan and let's see what what works? You throw spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks, right? I mean, there wasn't, so other I, than an idea of a plan itself for how are we going to run this so that it, it functions correctly. I mean, today, I can't imagine the amount of regulation with doctors or people saying, you need to have a certain degree to be able to do this. You just kind of took off because you had a great idea and you had a plan and you had a passion for it. Exactly. And I had a child with autism, so it was very personal for me. Um, my son was very challenging, and I had to get in there and learn. that We didn't have internet back then. I mean, we couldn't just go research. We were going to the library looking you at You weren't books, tweeting? You know? uh, yeah. yeah. How about that? So uh, to get together with other parents was a great way to learn information about the resources in the community. My son, unfortunately, he passed away um, 12 years ago of a heart attack. Um, he had no symptoms of illness or anything like that. So it was a shock for us. But after he passed away, I'm like, this has become my passion, helping parents. I can't think of doing anything else. It's a part of his legacy now that I yeah. continue this work. And that really drives me uh, to continue to improve what we do and to add. It's filling in the gaps. If it's not out there, we're going to figure out how to make it happen. If someone else is doing it, we're going to share the resources. That's part of what we do is share. We provide support, education, and resources. So if you're doing it great, 
we'll tell somebody about your program. We don't need to start it. Well, I think the loneliness of initially of not knowing. And then you said there were 100 people that showed up, more than what you expect. You probably had 30 chairs, and you had 100 people. So I guess there was a kind of an aha moment, right, where, wow, um, we're not alone. There is more of a need than we even could have imagined. And you learned that from the very first meeting. Absolutely, absolutely. And the needs continue to grow. The rate of autism is now one in 36. Back then it was like one in 250. Um, And it continues to grow, which is astounding, but the needs only continue to grow. So we continue to come up with new ideas and fill in those gaps. So I think one of the other, uh, and this is my guess, you guys can confirm this or deny this, but I I think one of the successes of Spectrum as a support group is one thing you said, which is if you come across somebody doing something that is working, we don't need to do that, we'll connect with them or we'll connect you with them, which is what a support group and a resource group is supposed to do. I think the other thing is as people were coming, that 100 people the first meeting, I would imagine fairly quickly Spectrum as a group and you guys as leaders kind of said, it's not just come and consume. What can you, you know, here's how, here's help we need. And so it's the best support groups. They don't just come to get support. They also find ways that they can give support. Even if it's, I'm just going to clean up after the meeting and make sure the room is better than the way we left it. So talk, uh, Laura, talk a little bit about some of the ways that people in the support group have been able to give back and some of the gaps that have been filled by the group itself and not necessarily by the leadership. Well, the number one thing that I tell people when I meet them um, is to come to the um, support meetings because you're connecting with other parents who are going through the same thing for parent that means everything i we've had people crying because they didn't think they were so alone they didn't realize that what they were experiencing in the school system and in their life actually was happening to other people at the same time and that there are things that they can do to benefit so having that connection to meet other parents is definitely key and we find that a lot of the more with the parents that have older children, you know, kind of been there, they become mentors for the um, other parents. And so they become valuable information. They take numbers and they pass each other their cell numbers so that they can connect with each other, you know, over time. A common occurrence at some of the breakout rooms that talk about some of the certain topics is uh, you you have someone who's talking about a topic and they're a specialist, but, but especially in this support group, they're very open to some of the people in the group uh, when the questions are raised, other people in the group, oh, I went through that at my school, let's talk afterward, I'll help you with that. Or that. So it's not just the person in front of the room who's the expert, it's some, of, it's some of the parents who've gone through the same thing and go, I know they told you that, but this is what you need to do. And so just kind of helping navigate the system that, that is out there when you have a child on the spectrum. I always say you learn more from other parents than you do from any professional because they're living it. They know it. They yeah. know the best dentist to go to or who a- not to see. ABA and- therapy. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, absolutely. If it's too early, I don't want to, you know, precede anything else, but if somebody's listening and go, you know, I, I really would like to help for some reason, there's a tug on my heart to be able to assist. What are your needs? And and you've mentioned how they've grown over the years and you have meetings and get togethers and there's all types of different functions. But if somebody was just looking to either volunteer or to be more involved, what, what would you suggest? So on our website, we actually have a link on our contact us page and our donate page where you can sign up to volunteer at a monthly meeting. You can sign up to volunteer at our Georgia Race for Autism. We use interns from local high schools and colleges 
And somebody may say, I'd just like to do data entry. So we have many places to put volunteers. We have over 350 volunteers a year. We could not do what we do without volunteers. So it's a great opportunity to learn about autism, but also to give back. I had a high school students come yesterday to the building. They're going to help in the garden and do weeding and watering. I mean, who's going to do Can all this? Can they come to my house while they're doing it? <laughs> no. That. No? Sorry. They're going to yours first? At and executive decision. 350, is, is is there room for 400, if you know what I mean? With, Absolutely. With, uh, with volunteers? Yeah. Yeah, we have, in fact, Regions Bank is one of our big supporters, Come and they on. send volunteers out. So I got to give them a little plug today. Keller Williams Ke sent 100 agents out to do Red Day and work on our property. So, yes, we can use any number. I love working with volunteers. We are uh, speaking with Claire Dees and Laura Vladek. Uh, they are the directors, uh, executive and assistant. Well, I'll let you figure out which one is which uh, of the Spectrum Autism Support Group. Okay, we kind of teased it earlier. So now let's get into it. You guys have big news this year. Uh, you guys have your own building and facility now in Gwinnett County. Uh, Laura, why don't you talk about it? I am super excited. Shortly after I got hired, um, Claire announced that they had bought a property in downtown Duluth, and I live five minutes from there. I've been in Duluth for 20 years, and I am super excited that we're there. It's an old Montessori school that um, is perfect for what we need, and um, it is wonderful. It is absolutely awesome. We have the sensory gardens. We have the adaptive sensory playground that's um, still being installed. Uh, there's, it's, it's a large property, and we have a lot of space, and it's going to provide our support meetings and um, our wine tasting and all of our things that we can do there. Claire, talk about uh, some of the uh, talk a little bit more in a little more detail. Why don't you use this opportunity to talk about the wine tasting because that's a specific event we wanted to talk about, and then any of the other satellite events that that Laura was talking about that you can now do that maybe you couldn't do before. Okay, so um, we are celebrating our 25th year, so it's pretty exciting to have a building and not have to borrow other spaces as we've done all these years. But, how did um, that come across? How did how did the building right place, right time? I mean, it was a Montessori school and and we need this, and it's available. Tell us that. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a story there. So um, I ran this organization as a volunteer for 19 years. And um, I, after my son passed away, I realized I probably could work a real job. And I took a job full-time and quickly realized that I was already working full-time running this organization and that I couldn't continue at that pace and do a good job. So I approached my board and said, we need to maybe come up with a strategic plan figure out what's going to happen with our group. Um, you know, I think we need an executive director, someone paid to do this, someone who can get out there and network and come do things like Radio X and join the chamber and be available for that. But I can't juggle a full-time job and, and do this well. So we ended up doing a strategic plan and decided we needed an ED, and they ended up deciding to hire me. So um, I've only been doing this for seven years as a paid ED, so I am the only full-time paid employee. I have three part-time now. And so as a part of that strategic plan, we started talking about where we're going, what we're doing. I was not the visionary initially. I'm just like, hey, we need this, let's do it. We needed a plan. Where are we going with this organization? And the needs are only continuing to grow. So part of that strategic plan was, wouldn't it be great if we had a building? I'm like, ah, oh, let's look at the feasibility of that because we got to raise a lot of money to have a building. A lot of our families do not have lots of extra funding because they're spending so much on these children with therapies and all the care they need. So very high cost to raising a child with autism. So my concern was, how am I going to raise that money? But you know what? Let's go for it. Let's see what we can do. So we did start looking 
Um, so for about three years, we were looking for a potential facility. We put several offers out there, and this one, one of our uh, employees actually saw the building up for sale and said, I think this might work. And so we did put the offer on it, and then just, it was a faith move to see if we can raise the money. I said to my board, this will take me at least three years to raise a million five. And we've raised it all in one year. You were so wrong. Pretty exciting. Um, I don't know anything about about capital campaigns. And people are like, oh, you have to do a silent phase. And I'm like, how can you be silent and do a capital campaign? Uh, I did everything totally backwards, but somehow it worked. And we have raised all the money in one year. And I'm just like amazed. It's like a God thing. I'm like, I could not have done this by myself. I have a great board who has a lot of faith in me and supports me wonderfully. Um, But it will make a huge difference for us because now we have availability of this building all the time. I've been renting places like a place for a wine tasting to raise money, paying money. I can have it at my own building. You should all come. It will be next Saturday, August 26, 630 to 930 at the new Spectrum Autism Support Center in downtown Duluth. You can buy your tickets online at our website, atl-spectrum.com. And we have many other events. So we do have a big Georgia Race for Autism and Fall Festival October 7th. If people want to volunteer, we need 200 volunteers at that one event. So we would love to have people come out and run or walk or volunteer, be a vendor, a sponsor. Those are our two biggest events that we do each year to raise money. And we do have to work hard to raise the money um, to make these things happen and offer as much as we can for free, no charge if possible. I like the, I like, you are a very strategic director. Don't sell yourself short because to have your two main uh, fundraising events, one about exercise and outside and enjoying creation and and you know stretching physical limits and all that and then the other one is is about alcohol that's just it's a beautiful (laughs) dichotomy it's very strategic and very smart now that alcohol is is wine tasting it's enjoying small samples it's it's you know showing off your if I may use the word spectrum of, of taste and all that kind of stuff. So I like that. That's it's just very smart as you're too many. And obviously there are others and obviously there are other events and, and we'll give the website again at the end of the uh, interview here. But um, Stephen, don't forget we have a big silent auction at our wine tasting. So we are so fortunate to have so many donations from our downtown um, Duluth uh, businesses. They have been graciously um, providing things for that, and I know it's going to be a, a very big success. Well, now I won't forget it because you just told me, so thank you. So, and it's uh, online, online auction too, so you don't even have to be there. You yeah, can, but you should be there. I mean, come on, buy tickets. So if, if you don't get a ticket because it sells out, you can still participate online. See how I did that? That was a little marketing. Auction will open on Wednesday. I would uh. think the advantage for you now, the consistency of having the same building in the same location instead of being in different spots, does that help or do we know yet i mean you might have a great grayson or lilburn or norcross uh you're shaking your head no tell me people come from so far um it's amazing because gwinnett is a big area and i am always surprised how dedicated people are to coming to our support meetings and i have people in you know other areas in fulton county that are coming too because they know they want to make that connection and Um, get the resources and education that they need. I would imagine one of the massive opportunities moving forward are for other groups in other areas so that people don't have to travel as far, because obviously this is a, this is an issue in every Metro County, every County in Georgia and across the country. Have you guys seen maybe in the last few years, maybe coming out of COVID, is there some, 
is there some light at the end of tunnels for Fulton or DeKalb or Cobb or any of those other counties? Or is this a moment for you to preach a little bit and say, hey, it's 25 years. Now it's, you know, there's here's the opportunity. Here's the thing that's needed. Because obviously you're going to help anybody that comes in. But boy, if they didn't have to drive over an hour to get to the center, there would be opportunity there. I get calls every week, people saying, do you have one of these in Cobb County? Do you have one in Henry County? And I'm like... I can't be everywhere and keep the quality of our program. People drive from seven different counties every month to come to our meetings. But if you want to start a group, I am happy to share with you um, and encourage you to try to go for it. A small group is great. You might start with four or five people. Have a coffee meeting once a month. Or a hundred, like you did, right? You may have a bigger need. We are probably the largest support group in the entire southeast or maybe the country, but I don't encourage people to go for a hundred. It's really better support. when you. That's why we do breakout sessions. So you have that small group. And so I have helped many people start support groups. I used to go around the state, actually, and uh, work for the Department of Human Services in Georgia to help with contracts to help. Before COVID, um, they could start a respite program, they could start a, a, a camp program, or they could start a support group program, or all three. And so we were trying to help share our model with other people so they could do the same. We don't have to have ownership of it. Other people can do it. Your support group might look different in your small rural county than it does in our area, mm-hmm. too. So what that might... And partnering with local churches has been really easy to do and other people can do that too. Yeah. I was going to ask you, um, quick, uh, you know, the, the new building is fantastic, but I would imagine along with shouting out some of the corporate, would you guys like to shout out who's the church that some of the churches that have been helping you, especially in the past for location? Oh, absolutely. So, um, Currently, we were using the First Baptist Church of Duluth for probably the last eight years, Mm -hmm. and the Net Church. The Net Church has quite a vision to support uh, vulnerable populations, people Mm -hmm. that have a lot of diversity in different ways, especially disability. And we still will be running our camps there because they're so large. Um, Our facility won't accommodate uh, 75 kids a week. Um, right now, we're subletting part of our space to bring in a little income right now, so it'll be a few years till we can occupy the entire space. And I was going to ask you, I mean, we, we talked at the very beginning of how it started and, and how quickly it grew to fill in so many gaps, but, but let me just ask both of you, uh, and you can both answer this question if you'd like, but if I'm listening to this and I'm living a, a long way away, and yeah, maybe I would want to drive to take part in some of the programs, but... What are the key core? Uh, what if, if I could do only one thing for people with autism in my area? If I could start one thing, what would it be? What, and maybe it's two, maybe it's three. I don't know. But what are you know? If if I can't be as big as the Spectrum Autism Support Group, and I can't do everything you guys are doing, what are what are the biggest needs? I will say from the people I've worked with across the state, helping them with starting groups, they either start with a family event plan a picnic, a pool event, Um, it could be art in the park, a bowling event, something that gathers people together, and then they come together with their entire family, realize, hey, these people have kids like me, you know, and then, hey, I want to start meeting for coffee once a month, or having a family meeting, maybe my church would let us have a room, that kind of thing, or it could be just starting with a coffee talk, and you meet at a local Starbucks, and have a group of moms get together, so there are some groups that do that, uh, typically, the moms are the ones who are managing a lot of the care and the medical and that kind of thing. But I will say, offering a dad's group at our 
meetings, I see more and more dads involved. So we have a lot of families that come together, and offering childcare is what makes a difference for us. So no not excuse for can not coming. That. You bring your whole family; yeah. we'll take care of them. So that's important to us. We have a sibling group as well, just for siblings. So when we started, we said we want this to be for the entire family. So that is one of the things that's maybe a little unique about our group. I'm going to mention as a, <laughs> I had a very challenging um, son, and we didn't we don't have family in Georgia, so I did not have anybody be able to babysit. So when I used to come for respite care on Saturday mornings at First Baptist Duluth, that was the first time my husband and I could go to a movie. We, we planned it so we could go and then come back. And they not only took my son, but my daughter as well. And they had a great time playing. So, so one of the biggest need above all else would be uh, what I'm hearing. The theme is, is number one, realizing you're not alone. Number two, talking with people who are in similar situations with you and, and kind of sharing ideas or sharing experiences or, or just commiserating <laughs> together. And then the, the other thing that is very important is by providing childcare, uh, providing a place where everybody can come together, including the child, then, then there's opportunity for even the child to do, to meet people, to, to uh, be involved in a community. Some of our parents will bring adult, their adult children and say, my son met his first friend tonight. He's never had a friend and he's 23 and he just made a friend. That is so meaningful for these families. Um, I feel like um, those connections, you kind of hit on this, building the connections with others and just sharing hope. So people know there's hope. It's going to get better. Um, we do a lot of parent panels where parents of older children talk to the parents of younger children. And if I had known back then what I know now, I wouldn't have spent 40 hours a week in therapy. I've learned that maybe that wasn't the most important thing. So you learn a lot from other parents, as I mentioned before. And Laura kind of touched on the respite part, which I didn't say a whole lot about. But our families don't have other people that can take care of a child with autism that they trust maybe. So they're not um, getting out and doing things in the community. They're taking turns so they can go to one child's basketball game while one stays home with the one with autism. And marriages, that's so important that they can go to a movie together. Or I have parents that'll say, I'm just going home and take a nap because that's what they need. Maybe they have a child that doesn't sleep through the night. Uh, sleep is a big issue for kids with autism. So offering those respite programs, that's one of the things we'll be increasing. We'll be offering more respite, more parent nights out. And also and the Saturday night socials with the um, young adults on the spectrum is going to be fantastic at our new property where they can play board games, they can watch movies, play video games, be outside, play cornhole, um, all kinds of things. And then that's respite for their parents because they're dropping them off because typically they don't drive. And then we're going to hopefully take them to a nice restaurant in downtown Duluth because we can literally walk across the street and we can then have a little social time with them and then they can pick up their child afterwards, mm. bringing you know, businesses to the downtown. Well, again, I think, Claire, the interesting part that I'm getting is that, one, you, you are so open to helping others uh, that have the same situation, even if it's in an outside county, call or, me. Or state. <laughs> exactly. Help. Help is available, yeah. but a lot of people turn inwardly, I don't know what to do, so I am going to do this all by myself. And you're saying, no, 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 you don't have to. I mean, L Laura's reason for working with you is because you were able to provide assistance to her. And you mentioned trust, uh, the, the, a safe, trustworthy place where you can learn and take advantage of the childcare situations, and I'll, I'll, you know, help you to get your life back together. 
Mm. Or at least, uh, you know, to, to continue moving forward, and right? For, and for people listening today, I want them to know that one of the most important things I think I do is just take a phone call from someone who just got diagnosed or maybe their child is 17 and they just got diagnosed, or maybe they're on the spectrum and they're 40 and they just got diagnosed with autism. They just need to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Someone to say, I understand you're doing the right things. You can do this or that. Come to our meeting. So those one-on-one conversations can be super helpful for these families. We also help businesses. So churches, businesses, we do community education to help them know how to better include people with autism so we do and on our website they are free webinar training so for a church if you want to start a support group start a camp that's all on our website free for anybody but local businesses are hiring people with autism yeah. and they they need to know how do I work with someone with autism someone yeah. might have trained the child for the job but then they move on that job coach and then the Managers like, okay, they had a meltdown. What do we do now? So we're doing a lot to train local businesses, and those free webinars are on our website as well. Yeah, you guys are you guys are big champions of local businesses that hire people from the spectrum and kind of do a little. You give them a little awards at oh, times. Oh yeah, and, and Starshine Gala. That is a fun event. Um, we. Uh, have nominations for the businesses, and then the um, employee gets a ticket to the event and the hiring manager, and we hope that they'll buy a table for that, and uh, it's fantastic. Again, another silent auction, too, opportunity. Ooh, multiple silent auctions throughout mm -hmm. the year, but but only one alcohol testing event and the wine tasting event. That is correct. And, and one... And one uh, 5k so uh, or road event all right so um and let's do let's do a couple things first of all at our this program is is listed on the business radio x website and on everybody's favorite podcasting platform and and the topic is evergreen it'll be out there for a while but as we're recording this in august of 2023 give the dates uh again for the two most upcoming uh recent opportunities to give to uh, autism spectrum support. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm getting tired. I you're need just a little, so excited I know, today. I need a little caffeine. All right, go ahead. So um, because of our building taking a while to get renovated and us get in, all our events are kind of up in the next three months. Typically, they're spread through the year. But we do have the wine tasting event on August 26, 630 to 930. The Georgia Race for Autism and Fall Festival and Resource Fair will be on October 7th at the Gwinnett Fairgrounds from 8 to 12. And the Starshine Gala, I have to give a shout out for that because mm -hmm. if you want to nominate a business you know that's hiring someone with autism, we love getting those nominations and recognizing them. That's November the 11th at the Atlanta Marriott um, in Peachtree Corners, and that will be a really nice, more formal uh, dinner and um, a way for people to network around mm -hmm. employment and, and really celebrate these businesses for hiring people with autism. So, and, and we are Gwinnett Business Radio, and you've given so many different ways that businesses can be involved, and also individuals who want to reach out and, and want to, you know, again, I, I think the thing is just the theme I keep hearing is you're not alone in this, uh, and also there is such a, a huge need, but also an opportunity, because you guys, I, I think one of the things you guys do so well is and this applies not just to the, the uh, autism spectrum. This applies, I think, to other things outside of autism spectrum. Come together to share ideas. Come together to hear from others and what worked for me uh, maybe worked better if I listened to what someone else did. Or, you know, it's not just come and I'm going to tell you what I know and I know everything. It's, 
help me. I need help. I need help. I, I think if we approached more areas of life like that, eh, I don't know, maybe we'd grow. But anyway, that was my preaching. I'm done. I'm going to get off my, my soapbox here. So let's, uh, let's finish by saying for those people who want to get in contact with you guys, let's give the address. Let's give the website. Let's make sure everybody knows how to contact and reach out because apparently someone will reply to your email. And apparently Claire even answers the phone. So uh, go ahead. Let's give the contact information. Now, Stephen, I answered the phone as well. I'm <laughs> you call our main number at 770-239- 6630, and you can press uh, different extensions for each of us that work for Spectrum. But we're located at um, 2997 Main Street, Duluth. It's right down from the Duluth High School, okay. Brock Road and Main Street. And the website for, uh, for Atlanta Spectrum? It's atl-spectrum, S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M dot com. And, uh, the... Uh Spectrum Autism Support Group, ATL dash or, or hyphen spectrum.com. Uh, Claire and uh, Laura, thank you guys so much for being here today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's my first experience and I survived. Yay! Harper, she survived. She was great. That, she was fantastic. You know, thinking about beforehand and what, what am I going to do? How am I going to say? It was, you know, it was, it was so easy. Uh, interviewing both of you and congratulations I think the new building is going to be just fantastic we're, for we're everything so, you're trying to do we've been so blessed it's been one blessing after another to be able to be where we're at come for the ribbon cutting grand opening would you bury September the September 8th goodness gracious you <laughs> buried the oh, hold on hold on hold 11 on 11am everybody's welcome the wine tasting is before the ribbon cutting hmm interesting fascinating all right, so so the ribbon at September eighth. What time is the ribbon cutting? Eleven a.m. There you go and through mayor, the chamber. And right? the mayor of city of Duluth will be there to um, welcome everyone. And that, the Gwinnett Chamber will be helping. With absolutely, the yeah, they, right. they got a big pair of scissors. They do. Red. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, Harper, we're going to do something that you and I have never done together on a show. What's that? Normally, when we have only one guest, we do one reading at the beginning and one reading at the end. But yeah. I made a strategic decision. I made an executive decision, and I saved them both for the end. That means you're getting a new raise, aren't you? You're going to get more money because you're the executive I'm director. Going to get fired, and you'll never hear well, me again. Yeah, on the, we'll talk on about Business Mike. Radio X. So. We'll talk about that with Mike off right. the air. So you want to go first, or do I want to go? Do you want to flip a coin? Why don't I go first? Go for it. Hey, one of our proud sponsors here at the Gas South District for Business Radio X is Subaru of Gwinnett. They're located at 2950 Satellite Boulevard in Duluth, right there off satellite near Old Norcross. If you're looking for a new vehicle or previously enjoyed, the 2024s, they're on the way. If you're interested in an Impreza, a Legacy, the Ascent, or the BRX, I'm going to tell you what, if you see one of those on the street, you're going to say, I want one of those. Go visit Subaru of Gwinnett. You can enjoy the big hassle-free saving experience at SubaruofGwinnett.com where people sell cars. Visit them at SubaruofGwinnett.com. Join their family today. You can check out them on Facebook for the latest news, offers, and community events. The Subaru BRX, Business Radio X. I mean, come on. The the car of of Business Radio X. They should the they Subaru. should supply you one, you know, to make sure that Absolutely. It, you, I'd be happy. you fit in it just Absolutely. the way you're supposed to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, like like fingers in a glove and if you do well blue, red, Black, I will white, take any color they offer. Mercury me. gray, sure, certain, <laughs> sure. Yeah. The business radio X red, I think, would be fantastic. The red of the X, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm down with that. With the black rims, absolutely. Just, yeah, absolutely. Mike is salivating over absolutely. there, going, "No, I want the car. We're so, going to give it to Steven." So thank you to Subaru because we do broadcast from the Subaru Gwinnett Studios. The other thing we want to make sure everybody knows is Gwinnett Business Radio is brought to you by Regions Bank. Claire and Laura already talked about how Regions gives back to the community. The other thing Regions can do is help you with your business and your financial future and help you stay on track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in. Gwinnett, who can guide you in all areas of growth. Get the resources you need so every step can move you closer to your business goals. You reach your business goals, then you start, Can you can even give back to the community yourself in your own business the way Regions does. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member FDIC. Ooh, we got the bell from Dan. Thank you to Dan for producing the show. Thank you to Mike for letting Harper and I stay on the air and not firing us. So for Harper, my wonderful co-host, this is Stephen, your slightly annoying host, saying we will catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio.